From the Far East to the Great West. The podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre. Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Welcome to the Clones Cast. This episode, we're talking about the 1982 Wu Chia Chun directed Jackie and Bruce to the Rescue, also known as Fist of Death. And I think there's an also another title that's Jackie versus Bruce to the Rescue, but that's <laughs> the best title. Just... And, and tw- Twin Dragon River is another title. Oh, I love it. All right, well, this is starring Tong Lung as Bruce and Jackie Chang as Jackie. Uh, this has a pretty complicated plot. Um, I guess there are a couple schools. I think one's called Ching Wu, and the other is definitely called the YMCA. <laughs> yeah, but it's spelled Y-M-G-A, I think. On right, their, yeah, on their, on their uh, inside-out sweatshirts or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a piece of paper and a book and bits of the plot from Fist of Fury um, I'd like to tell you more, but I really can't. <laughs> Michael, what do you know? First off, let's talk about the director. What do you know of uh, uh, Wu Chia Chun? Well, Wu Chia Chun did a, another film, and he's actually one of two directors on this because this is a Korean-made film. And usually, when this happens, there's a bit of a, you know, there's a bit of a sort of overlap. This is where Godfrey Ho would jump in a lot of times, and his name's uh-huh. like attached to these films. So. I, I want to say that Wu Chia Chun was the the full director, but chances are he wasn't. Though this has a lot of similarities in style to another film of his that we will be doing, um, which is um, Bruce Lee against Superman, which okay. he did in nineteen seventy five. But um, he's uh, he's just actually a cinema. He was a cinematographer first, then he went on to start directing in the the early seventies. And he did a couple of, you know, a hand, I'd say a half dozen of the martial arts films like South Shaolin versus North Shaolin. And, uh, you know, tw- this one, tw- there's Jack and Bruce to the rescue, etc. So, um, I get here at the Wikipedia article, the other director is Cho Dong Jun. And is he somebody else who's done um, some of these Bruce Boitation films? Or? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know a lot about him, but what I do know is he's only got a few directing credits to his name. Okay. Um, he's got this one. He's, and I don't know why, and I'm not sure how this is fused together, and I haven't talked to enough people to know this, but they've sometimes credited him as working on Warriors 2, which is a famous, um, famous film that Sammo Hung directed, but for some reason he's gotten his name into the, the directing credits of that film, which is a great film with Casanova Wong and Sammo Hung, and it's a, a period film, uh, which you've got to see some point. It's a great movie. But anyways, he, he's, he's not really credited with much. So, Well, cool. So I ask this question every episode, so uh, it would be remiss if I didn't. Um, when was the first time that you saw this, and what do you think? I saw it probably about 20 years ago the first time, and, and it was a really terrible copy, which mostly is what you get when you see this movie. I, I did manage to eventually see a, a decent um, a Chinese print of it. But God, uh, but, God bless the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. But uh, man, this is a weird, low-budget, lovable mess. And I think that it's, you know, they spend the majority of the time following this MacGuffin that we'll talk about and dealing with all these episodic adventures just kind of to lead up to this selling point of Bruce versus Jackie, which like Bruce against Superman, they sort of wait to the last minute to pay off. But um we can kind of get to that as we go, but uh, you know, it's a. I, I don't love this movie, but I love the idea of it. I wish they had paid it off a little better, but got some great fight scenes in it, though. Yeah, you know, we everybody cared about the Jackie Bruce thing. They're like the two, you know, iconic '70s actors to you know come out of there. So I don't know, but we got Tong Lung back. What was our other Tong Lung uh, episode? We, we did, did Tower of Death. Yeah, I love that Tower movie. of Death. Yeah. All right. And he uh, pops up in a few. That was a yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was my first uh, my first look at him. So that was cool. So the so like I said, the plot I don't get it. Um, guy sends <laughs> some dudes off to get a book. He's gesturing kind of oddly here in the beginning. Um, it, the credits are really cool. Like so, right at the beginning, it says you know Tang Lang is the famous Korean fighter who finished the game of death after Bruce Lee's death. 
and then it, it it points out i i think it also says like jackie is in there as uh jackie chang as jackie yeah as jackie, yeah well i love that that there's a so we get to that opening and they're they're one of their opening titles like you just said it's so funny it's like let's point out to the audience that this guy finished game of death <laughs> you know right. and they clearly made, and then they put in like huge capital letters after bruce lee's death i don't right. know why they did it all in caps but it's just so weird <laughs> i thought that was like a little bit um insensitive <laughs> yeah it's sort of like let's make i don't mean it's just a weird thing to yeah to sort of like he's fucking accentuate. dead and we had tom lung finishing this shit so you guys are going to enjoy this yes <laughs> yeah even in my notes uh, i have it in all caps after bruce lee's death uh okay so this movie starts out um I, I guess what we're to, to get from this is we've got some rival gangs and there's a guy coming to town with a briefcase and I believe there's something in it. So there's a really funny opening scene where these guys um, in black clothes beat up these guys in white clothes. And you find out later on, I'll just throw this out there now, that they actually murder them to steal their clothes. I mean, that's hardcore. But it's all for this attempted briefcase, briefcase theft that has this document in it. Which so, you don't know much about because we've whispered the whole information at the beginning of the, the film. The guys, you know, which is a popular trait. I don't know if you've noticed this in a lot of these kung fu movies when they, they don't want the audience to get into information. You know, you're hearing the dialogue and then suddenly they lean into each other and then the dialogue, you can't hear it. It's just like they're whispering and then they make these big heavy head movements like, ah, right. gotcha. You know, so, but the, I, you know, I don't, I sometimes I wonder if it's just them going, I don't know what to say here, so let's just do this, or if it's really just their way of going, this will be a, a great thing to get the audience wondering what was said. <laughs> but you see this a lot in kung fu movies. I mean, it's a kind of a... Right. The leader of the, the leader of the actual, like, good guy school, um, he, it, so it goes completely silent, and he's actually gesturing around his head. He's like, like, pretending he's lifting his hat off, which actually happens, and it makes sense later. But at the time, you're like, I'm like, is he... Is this some sort of odd, like, mock sign language? Right. <laughs> I just didn't know. I'm like, this makes no sense. Well, and I think it's interesting, too, when you... So we get to that next scene where they're, they're the three of them, have, like you said, they've killed these guys and they're taking their clothes. So now they're dressed like the other rival school. And this whole scene plays as a very, very, very cheap homage to Once Upon a Time in the West, which I don't know if you've seen or not. I have. It, Okay, well, you know that's like the, probably the greatest opening of every film in history. And there's no doubt, because spaghetti westerns always played a, a, a big role in how they influence these kung fu movies, that they were trying to do this sequence where you have these three guys waiting on a train platform. Nobody gets off the train. I didn't the train, catch this. Yeah, the train passes by, just like in Once Upon a Time in the West, and then the guy's waiting on the other side of the train. And you yeah. have this one versus three, and then they get into their big fight scene. But there's... There's no doubt it was in some fashion inspired by Once Upon a Time in the West. Which anybody that hasn't seen it at this point, even if you're not a big spaghetti western fan, you gotta you have to see this film just you know, just for the sake of catching such an incredibly well shot, crazy spaghetti western. Yeah, you know, um, one thing I noticed is when that was mm -hmm. happening, because they were doing this, like it, I didn't catch that at all. I hadn't I well, I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in twenty years or something, but um I was like Cool. I love it when they have the budget to actually show, like, transportation and stuff. Like, it isn't just weird, whacked-out backgrounds and shamble villages. I was like, oh, cool. And yeah. uh, and the dude, the briefcase dude, I loved him. He was cool. He kicked ass. And um, you know, so we go on this chase down the street, these thugs chasing him, the ones that just killed the other dudes. Um, he eventually finds some lady. He's been stabbed a bit. He's not in great shape. It's a pretty weird scene, but you know he begs for help from this uh, this beautiful woman who's, I think, trimming some some plants, and she's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll hide you." Puts him in his closet. Well, the bad guys come in, and this was a great scene. They're searching all around her apartment. This is like the no rights people. They're just like, "Screw you! You're a woman. We're gonna come in your apartment. And we're gonna fuck up your stuff." And I guess instead of opening the closet and moving clothes around to see if there's somebody hiding behind the clothes, this dude just starts stabbing the knife into the clothes looking for the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, God, that was the best. Well, again, it's probably it's one of these things. And if once you get to see Bruce against Superman, you're going to see that there are that's things like that that tie in so um, <laughs> obvious to the same director. He does these really bizarre 
sort of roundabout ways of getting through the, the sequences. Sometimes they're very inventive, and, but other times it's just like, nah, buddy, it didn't work, and, and it's just zany. But then again, it makes the film memorable yeah. for that reason. No, for sure. Um, that opening sequence is really good. The chase, the train, hiding in the closet, the yeah. commissioner comes in and chases the bad guys away by threatening to call the police, of all things. It's like, oh, that's finally going to work. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I, just, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, you know, she... The, the guy comes up like, honey, are you okay? Did they scare you? She's like, hell no. <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, comes the murder of the master. Here's where some of the plot stuff gets lost on me. So we had, I think the guy who was murdered here was the guy who did the gesturing earlier, right? Right. Okay, good. And, and just so you know, don't feel too badly about this. I always look at this film as the inherent vice of kung fu movies mm -hmm. because... There's so many plot lines and, and shifts over from why is this girl with this guy and why is she allowing him to do this and why is he doing that and what uh, why is, they want to they want to get Jackie Chan to be with them or do they want him to kill him right. or what you know there's so much confusion throughout this film it's it's a really hard one to try to follow the plot trails so don't uh, all right well from a Bruce perspective up. this had to happen because this is our fist of fury moment the master is killed. So now, yeah, now Bruce can come. That's right. Right. Bruce can come and he can mourn the master. So even before he's there. So um, after Murder the Master, we get the whole speech of the YMCA. Uh, so, <laughs> and they do say YMCA. That, the, the G and the C. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the YMCA yep. crew. Now, the YMCA guys are the bad guys, right? Well, yeah, I mean, at least it's hard to tell that they're, I mean, it's not, they're being sort of set up that way. It's, this is kind of the Yojimbo aspect to the movie. It's okay. like, is somebody turning these two schools against each other? But it does get confusing because you're not really sure. You're like, wait a minute, is the YFC bad or are they just being set up? <laughs> right. Okay, so I guess what I'll say is I think the YMC is good because the master, the way he's killed is he's trying to stop a fight between some bad guys against what looks like maybe one of his guys. And then they all kind of surprise him and they're like, oh. You're you're a fool. Kind of stab him in the guts. I mean, he put up a pretty good fight, but yeah, he dies, hardcore. Yeah, and again, there's some good fight scenes. And in the early fight scenes, you get the guy that plays um, the assistant to uh, in the Chingwu schools. A guy named Eagle Han. Eagle Han oh, is. I saw his name. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's a really good fighter, and he he did um, he plays the bad guy in one of my favorite movies called Death Duel of Kung Fu that um uh, it's such a great movie and he's um but he's he's been around i mean you, you, you'll see him in a number of movies like seven star grand mantis and the snake strikes back and nice. fist of the golden monkey etc yeah yeah you know i've complained in past um past episodes just once sometimes when the actual kung fu doesn't seem authentic at all like there's the big like you said it it was like the the action directors or the choreographers or, or the even the the you know, cameraman's just not doing a good job of making it look real. This one, uh, I feel like I felt just about everything that was happening. It was like, it's pretty hardcore. The slices and the stabs, they were really going to town. Yeah, no, again, it's really good choreography. And I actually, if you watch, you know, again, and I, we always talk about this, that if you get a chance to see it in this widescreen, you know, native widescreen, there's some really nice camera work in it too, with the fights at least, you know, I mean, some of it's just what it is, but um, yeah, I think the action's pretty snappy, and they get some you know good stuntmen in here, and so it's it's not uh, it's not bad. I think that's the probably the the big plus of the movie is especially once you know Bruce and Jackie go up against each other. There's actually yeah. some... that was great, and we'll get there. Um, okay, yeah. so next up, Bruce is back. Bruce is back, and he and as he to touch on your point, he shows up. He's basically got three outfits through this whole movie. He's got his <laughs> white outfit, which yeah. is his. Fist of Fury morning outfit, exactly. and he's got his black outfit that's sort of a little more reminiscent of what he wore in Enter the Dragon when he was kind of all dressed up as the monk. And then, of course, he's got this sort of makeshift, you know, yellow and black tracksuit that he wears. Yeah. But here he shows up, just like in Fist of Fury, to the death of his master wearing wearing white. Yeah, perfect. And uh, in this case, just like, I don't know, I confuse a lot of them because we've had this happen so many times. And I almost at this point have to go back to Fist of Fury again even though we just did that as a cinema Bushido like six months ago, but because I've also then done Fist of Legend and we've had this happen so many times. So I don't remember how many cousins and brothers there were around, but uh, cousin wants revenge and other cousin wants revenge. And 
And it, yeah, waited for Bruce and I don't know. Was- yeah, and and this film, it's kind of weird because there are those films that are, are definitely like Bruce and the Shaolin Kung Fu where they're definitely saying we're doing a sequel to Fist of Fury or, or Fist of Fury 2 or the new Fist of Fury. You know, there's definitive follow-ups. And then there are these ones that take the Ching Wu school, which was Bruce Lee's school in Fist of Fury, and sort of do their own version of it, like they did that with the, in the real Bruce Lee, or Last Fist of Fury, you know, with Dragon Lee. Nice. It was all about the Ching Wu school and the master being murdered, but it wasn't wasn't the full-on Ho Yun Jia sort of Bruce Lee, you know, connection. They just kind of kept it loose. And here, and it, it's the same idea. It's like we're having Ching Wu school, and we're going to pit him up against the YMCA. And then the other thing about this movie that's really odd is it's the time period. It's very difficult to figure out what time period they're doing this movie, and they can't quite commit to anything. You're not. In one hand, it starts looking like they're trying to do the early 1900s, yeah, but then yeah. the clothing, some of the some of the structures tell us, nah, this is definitely the 70s. <laughs> you know, so it's really odd. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah, like you said it with the early stuff with the train and stuff. It's definitely like early 1900s or something, right? It's like, well, Yeah, I mean, they're getting at that feel at first, but then you just look at, they're either just being lazy about it or they're clearly, miss, you know, just they're just non-committal to what the time period is. Yeah, they, or maybe they just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, these are my favorite scenes from these movies and we're incorporating them in yep. and put some inside-out sweatshirts on these guys and let's get to town. Yep. All right. Well, um, I made a note after that that the dubbing is terrible. Um, I don't know. I'd have to almost watch again to know why I was so upset about it. But that's it's par for the course at this point. Like we just know the dubbing is terrible. So I'm just gonna let that go and let's get to Jackie is back, <laughs> and one of my favorite elements in all kung fu movies, a rickshaw. Oh yeah, you love your rickshaws. Uh, sure there too. you go. Yeah, in fact, I think my favorite off the top of my head is probably uh, the Black Dragon one. <laughs> uh-huh, we yeah. mix it up. Very nice. But um, yeah, so they go full. So this movie had been pretty serious. As we've said, we had like some very Fist of Fury stuff. We've got some homage to other things. But now we're going full on slapstick. So Jackie... Uh, I, I don't know. Did he start out as a rickshaw driver in this? That was our first scene with okay. him as, as the he, rickshaw he, driver. He drove it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I get a little... Because yeah. we watched another one, too, where somebody like became a makeshift... I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, hilarious. So some people are tormenting a woman, which is typical. If I were a rickshaw driver, I would just be like on the prowl for, oh, a woman's getting tormented and you know abused. It's time for me to come up in my rickshaw and save the day. But that's exactly what happened. So... Jackie comes up like, you know, hey, you want to ride? The the bad guys were kind of like letting her go. But then they were like, well, OK, well, we want to get her after all. So it becomes the classic Jackie Chan thing. And this guy, he does look kind of like Jackie. Like he's goofy like Jackie, but he doesn't really look like Jackie Chan. But he plays Jackie really well. Anyway, it's the classic stuff. So yeah. he's hiding under the rungs of the rickshaw while he punches a guy. And there's a lot of stepping on feet and all sorts of stuff <laughs> well and that's another reason why i think this is the the same this is why i think uh wu chai chun directed this is because he has a big rickshaw moment that we'll see in bruce against superman as well uh. so there is probably a favorable rick rickshaw thing going on with him so well i'll throw out i think the only real bruce rickshaw thing is in um it is in Fist of Fury, and it's when he lifts the guy in the rickshaw off the ground to show just how strong he is, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Right? That's right. Yeah, that's, I mean. And, and the thing about, yeah, no, yeah, that was it. Yeah, exactly. Picks him up and tosses him, and so we that's why we're going we're, we're gonna to see that in several Bruce Bloitation movies where they, they definitely emulate that. I think we just saw it, well, it wasn't, it was similar, but when he's, uh, it was a Bruce Lee superstar, right? And he's having the fight scene, and yeah. it was around the rickshaw, so, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, and the, and the guy here that plays Jackie, we should talk about him for a minute Please. because he's he's been a he's actually been in a few um, follow ups to um, Fist of Fury because he was in both New Fist of Fury with Jackie Chan and Fist of Fury Part Two. Who was he in New Fist of Fury? Well, I mean, he's, he's just in 
small. He had a small role. He played a bodyguard, one of the the, the, the bad guys' bodyguards in New Fist of Fury. And so, I mean, I'm just pointing out that there's a little bit of a, a connection with some of the other Bruce Boitation films in Fist of Fury with him. He's you know he's a martial arts actor. It's been around for a while since you know at least the early '70s anyway. What I find interesting about that is, you know, having met Jackie Chan, he thought to himself, "I look a little like him." I think I do. Robbie <laughs> asked his bros. He's like, "Do you think I look like Jackie?" The guy's like, "Yeah, you kind of, you kind of look goofy. You grow your hair out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Get some, get a, put on a wig. You could, you could pose as Jackie." And he's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm." No, I know, and I know we haven't really pointed this out, but we should keep in mind for people who haven't seen this. They they don't bring this character in until we're. I think we're close to like thirty minutes into the film. Or, oh yeah, or you know somewhere which. Which I love the idea of sort of doing this pseudo-serious, very Bruce-like story. And then all of a sudden, like you said, we drop in Jackie like he just falls in out of another movie. And, and now we're, which, which is great. I, I just don't think they, you know, will follow it through to its logical best option later. It's, but th- that was a great idea. I thought, okay, it's like, because it really sets you up. You get into the Bruce mode and then it's like, oh, let's drop Jackie in. And now we're like in these two worlds collide, you know. And they really did it that way. Um yeah, if you haven't seen this, when we get to Jackie, everything had been serious. Lots of stabbing, death, kung fu, it's going. When Jackie shows up, there's this woman being tormented, the rickshaw, and it just goes full on. There's like, wah, wah, and you know, whoop, 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 whoop. It's like all the stupid sounds you could put in. <laughs> as Jack- good, man. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, Jackie's flipping <laughs> over and he's falling down. There's a part where like a guy's using a staff to try to fight him. And Jackie's moving back, and he he hits Jackie's shoe to make him fall down, and his foot's trapped. So then, of course, he has to do other stuff, and eventually oh, he falls in a pile of lettuce. Remember? Right? He's yeah, and he lettuce. even had lettuce coming out of his mouth. Thank you. Nope. <laughs> I wasn't sure what it was. It looked like leaves. He just fell in some leaves, and they went in his mouth. Then he looked at the camera, all like you know, we're watching some seventies comedy sketch thing, like ah ah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, he does save the girl. And the girl's like, well, damn, you're you're awesome. I want you to go to dinner with me and yeah, I, <laughs> buy you new clothes. And yeah. Such a big leap at that point. Yeah, like, so our Bruce movie's over and we're doing the Jackie movie. And this yep. is obviously like, uh, I would love to go back in time and know what movies Jackie had done right prior to this to know what we were emulating because we're going full goofy. Like, he's trying to eat dinner and he, like, shows a little enthusiasm and he hits a plate of food that goes on the girl and uh there's a part where he's reading uh an english menu upside down and ordering and i don't know if that was on purpose actually um i looked at some other article and they just pointed that out but i'm like it seems like it was on purpose yeah to keep him in the funny keep him in the funny mode probably right Yeah. yeah um Oh, gosh. And then we get to the one of the funniest, oddest things. Uh, I've never seen this before. There's uh, So the lady brings Jackie into a gambling hall. And in this gambling hall, you bet, and it has something to do with hot ladies, like walking on a giant chessboard or something. And again, yeah, and this, again, is a perfect example of the style of uh, Wu Chia Chun because Mm. his stuff and Bruce against... Superman is very in this almost technicolor, bright, weird um, fantasy, almost uh, staging. You know, and, and I can't wait for you to see it because you're going to see how just it relates to this. And you, like you said, it's this weird gambling with women on the <laughs> on the tables as the as the pieces of of uh, I guess the, like the, the chess pieces. Yeah. Yeah, and they couldn't make it that big. It was like a discount chess. It was like four lanes with numbers on it. Um, all I have to say is I'd love to go back in time and uh, do some LSD with, uh, with oh, that God. director. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, yeah, so finally, after all of that, we get to the scene. Uh, Bruce versus Jackie. You want to talk about that? Well, yeah, I mean, and we should point out, too, there's this weird moment here where we, we see the girl, right? There's a, the, the girl that's working there that shows up, and then the, the leader of the, um, the the bad guys in this, a guy, his name okay. is Bruce, Bruce Chung Mong, who's like 
beating her up and throwing her around and tosses her into a shower and starts to like you know rape her and it's just a really weird you can't even you don't even really get what the what the whole point is she's like oh shouldn't i talk to him and he's like yeah let's find out more about him and then we'll get him you know or it's just like the weirdest dubbing and dialogue in the english version even in the chinese version i remember the subtitles which i haven't seen in a long time i remember it was confusing me back then gotcha Okay, so then we get to Bruce versus Jackie. Right. So then the so we've now finally whatever it was it's about 40 minutes into the film. Okay. Bruce shows up looking for one of the guys from the Chingwu school, one of his brothers, right. quote unquote. Bruce and, is uh, Bruce is to, I'm sorry, Jackie's totally dicking out like, "Who are you? I'm a badass. I just kicked all those people's ass with my rickshaw." Right. And I don't know if you um, sometimes if you watch, I don't know if you saw this or not, but Sometimes these American cuts, I've seen a couple of them, they, they completely chop this part out. But when Bruce gets there, he gets into a fight, and then Jackie comes out, and then they fight each other. I don't know if you got the, but that fight no. with Bruce and some of the guys tends to get cut out sometimes. I've seen it, like, just jump, and then he's just confronting Jackie. Okay, but he you actually, might be right. Like, I think maybe I watched it, like you're saying, like the, he was fighting with someone, and then Jackie got involved. But I was like, who are these people? Right, no, he goes in, and a couple of the men attack him, so he does his full-on Bruce on them and does a really quick little fight, and then Jackie comes down the stairs, and then it's like, you know, go fight him, and then they have their first, we've got Bruce versus Jackie for the first time in the in the film, and hey, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a, it, it, they clearly, and this is what I like about the film, is they, they clearly keep him in Bruce mode and him in Jackie mode, and so when you're watching their fights, they're sticking with it. Like, it would be easy to say if it was one choreographer just kind of melding the two styles together. But Jackie stays Jackie and Bruce stays Bruce. And so it's kind of a neat sort of fantasy pairing to watch these guys at this point. Yeah, I get the wish fulfillment 100%. It would have been interesting. I mean, I love seeing Jackie in the old Bruce films and thinking about, you know, Jackie, if you go out to YouTube, you can hear him do a great interview. Um, I may have even brought this up in another one. It doesn't matter, but it's just cute that Jackie liked Bruce so much and he looked up to him so much that uh, he he would, like, I, the, the story goes, uh, you know, Bruce accidentally hit him and he pretended he was more hurt than he was so Bruce could come over and be like, sorry, buddy, and, you know, he ate it up and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the Jackie stories. And I like that. I mean, it gives Jackie, you know, he isn't, Jackie's the one, I mean, aside from uh, New Fist of Fury, he's, he was never like, I want to be Bruce Lee. He wanted to right. he was do the opposite. Yeah, he was carving out his own thing. And, and he uh, says that. You know, he says, I knew I could never be that guy, so I went the opposite way. You know, he goes, Bruce, if you, you try to hit him, you won't hit him. With me, you hit me, you hit me every time. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's you know, perfect. Like that. yeah. No, yeah, it gives me lots of respect for him. Um, I know I'm jumping here. Um Something happened between the fights. So the fight ends. It was very cordial. It was like, all right, well, that was cool. See you again sometime. We'll fight some more. You know, they right. were somehow Bruce and Jackie were evenly matched. But somehow Jackie, right after that, he went to a scene of torture. Right. He gets, he goes back with his girlfriend and right. he's chilling with her. And then <laughs> that's such a funny scene. She's in the shower and we're just getting this shower oh, scene right. with her. Yeah, and the the three guys come and go. Hey, we're the police. We want to take it down to the police station. And Jackie's like, "Okay, let me get my jacket." And And he yells. He's like, "I'll be back in a few minutes." Going to the police station, and she—it's funny because if you watch the American dub, you hear her yell back, "The police station!" And then it cuts to a shot of her in the shower, (laughs) and it's just more of her smiling in the shower, like she didn't had just like it's like completely. You can tell she did not just scream that out. You know, (laughs) it's very funny. Okay, can I call out um, the greatest? Bathless shower shower scene in any Bruceploitation is the makeout scene in the uh, Bruce Lay versus the Bull movie that we watched. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was start comparing the showers. Yeah, I mean, because pretty... well, you know, in my one of my other favorites is the empty fountain in the third leg of Bruce Lee. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> well, when you see Bruce Lee strikes back or Bruce Lay strikes back, there's I think another shower scene in there you'll get yeah. into. So. Keep them coming, buddies. Got it. <laughs> All right, so Jackie doesn't exactly go to the police station. He instead gets tortured, and it was pretty hardcore. The fingernail torture was dark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they kind of went for it. Now we're, like, we went from, haha, everything's funny, and a little bit of kung fu, to Jackie's actually, like, passing out because they're shoving 
bamboo sticks under his uh, fingernails and stuff. Yeah, and again, we're not really clear story-wise. This is another sort of lost on it. Like, why exactly? Who are these guys? Why are they torturing poor Jackie Chan, the rickshaw guy? And the way that he's, they're doing it is like you were just saying, is they're taking these pointed, it's very like Vietnam, sort of Viet Cong kind of thing where, you know, they're sticking these long bamboo mm-hmm. needles into his fingertips. You know, it's pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah, so there's even a point where it's like he's passing out. It's like, oh, well, that's stop. <laughs> and and um, you know, of course, like they're torturing him with like, who do you work for? He's like, uh, I pull a rickshaw. Uh, who's your boss? Like me, I I pull a rickshaw. I do a rickshaw. <laughs> it's like okay, guys, like you guys probably could verify this without almost murdering him, but that's the way we go. Okay, so next thing on my note, in my notes, I have coconut neck whack. Did somebody get whacked in the neck with a coconut? Well, you mean when the when the, the guy's doing his sword technique on the oh, guys? There you go. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm like I, I'm, I'm following. <laughs> That's I'm, funny. You write these notes down, and then you're like, "What did I? What was coconut?" I know. Whack? I'm trying to wa- <laughs> I'm trying to watch and not note so much, but watch, and I'm like, "Wait, why did I write that?" <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, there's a scene where the, the guy, they you know want to do the famous demonstration of using a sword, which is very Japanese, of course, to, of course. to make our bad guys you know come from the, from Japan. And so he puts the, was it, I think it was a melon, was it a coconut or a melon? I can't remember, but he oh. puts it on the guy's throat and just chops it. But, yeah. yeah. So next up we have Bruce getting attacked by a ninja, which is pretty cool. It was very dark. Um, I like that the ninja had like kind of silvery eyes. He did have silvery eyes. Yeah. What's that about? What's his... I don't know. Good question. I think maybe just to add an effect. Okay. That's cool. I mean, right here, this was, what, 82, right? All the ninja movies were popping up? Yeah. Well, yeah, this is early 80s, so the ninja was another, you know... I mean, we've had ninjas in the Japanese films for obviously a long time, but this... It was beginning to be a trend for sure, and the... They were quickly moving from trend to trend. You know, Bruce Bluetation sort of just lapsed through many of them. But, you know, you had your Jackie, you had your ninjas, and they were just tempting them all. Okay. Well, we get to the cousin. The cousin, he's like, hold up. Um, a sister comes in and says, uh, brother wants to see you. Would you, you know, come on, come on out and see Bruce? And he's like, um, I'm not feeling so well. And she's like, oh, like, go tell him I'm not feeling well. And she's like, well, come on, dude. Like, aren't you still on our side? And he's like, yeah, sure. Um, Bruce is outside. He hears all of this. And he, he, he just starts yelling for the sister, you know, come out here. So she comes running out, which forces, uh, I guess, is it, I, I feel like it was cousins again or something like that. But anyway, there's one point I made a note of it. The brother, the, the Weasley one that uh, is actually on the side of the bad guys he uh he tries to kiss his sister so my my note here was sister incest right yeah a lot of times the term brother too is used to like say you're a brother in kung fu so it might not be the physical you know it's not i I don't think that the the idea is that this is i don't think they went there okay i know you want you wanted them to go there but they whatever i just thought (laughs) i mean when you're saying brother sister brother usually like in the japanese term it's like you know yeah. brother in a gang and but i didn't get that from these guys i thought it was like i thought i really did i just took it as this dude's a pervert he's a pervert yeah. who's trying to like ruin the school and steal the stuff and deliver it to the bad guys i don't know but so he does he uh he steals uh the document or whatever our important piece of thing was and uh he takes it to the the other school which i guess is ymca <laughs> This is why I'm saying, well, okay. don't forget our ninja scene that we had right before this. Yes. And well, Yeah, did I miss something with our ninja scene? Uh, no, I, I guess not. Did you miss something? No, I guess you're right. I guess it's just a play off of to this, you know, but yeah, you're right. I mean, did the ninja have to do with the other school coming to kill Bruce so they'd have an easier time getting the document? Yeah, I mean, it's just more of the same of, I, I think, there's not, uh, and to be honest with you, I don't think there's like a, like a real legitimate reason for having it other than okay. to create more mystery. You know, yeah. it's uh, like, who's who's the ninja? Who's, you know, we have this 
dart, which I never quite understood. The dart didn't, you know, how it just happened to land in Bruce and <laughs> it stuck in his chest. And oh, he had right. That, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, the bad guy, the guy who killed. So, so cousin or brother, or whatever, he goes in. Right. He's like, here, I brought you the page you want, but I also brought you the book. And the dude's like, well, who wants the fucking book? I just wanted the page. You're a piece of shit. And now you're dead. Hey, guys, kill him. <laughs> And they just totally betray him, murder the hell out of him. And the bad guy in this, he's funny. He's got, he looks kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe, um, I'm thinking like Charles Bronson, if he tried to grow a slight beard, you know, there's something, he's something maybe Western about him, even though he's definitely Asian, but it's something about the way his beard's grown. He's got the five o'clock shadow. He's very fifties. Very fifty. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times too, they, the um, the sort of style and uh, of these films do come from older period Western films. Like you get a lot of even the seventies, they're still acting like gangsters from the fifties in our movies or forties. You know, so mm -hmm. it's kind of they get influenced by these films and they sort of parlay it into some of their their uh, um, projects, even if it's it doesn't fit the period or the style. It's it's just an inspiration. So that that could be an element you picked up. Nice. Um... So, yeah, the dude stabbed to death. Uh, lots of stabbing in these movies, which is, is how it goes. Um, next up, we got tracksuit Bruce is back, and he's ready to rumble. And we have a great scene, the freeze frame. <gasps> oh, right. That was So he's fighting the guys in the... Yeah, it's actually, it's a really cool scene. And then at the end, he's hitting that guy, and it's the freeze frame, but you still hear him punching him, which is kind of cool. Oh, right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, next up... Jackie is changing. Um, I couldn't figure out, is he supposed to be a spy or is he supposed to be the police? He never really was a rickshaw driver. Right, yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely working as undercover, as they imply at the very end, and they ah. tend to do that a lot in these movies. So we go through this scene where he's in there with his girlfriend and she's there. He goes out to the store and somebody's planted this device in the lamp that gasses her, <laughs> puts her to sleep. And then he gets that phone call, and the phone call is like throwing these weird codes at him, and he's like, "Why are you giving me these? What you know?" It's, it's a. This is where again, where it gets it, you. You struggle with what they're trying to to lead up to because you have these things being said that why are they saying it to him? You know, it's it's gets, right. This is why I say it's inherent vice, the kung fu version of inherent vice. It really is. I mean, I have to tell you, I was really confused. Like, so he's back wow. at that apartment, and the girlfriend's like hey, you should go outside and get me some food, you know, and all that stuff. And, yeah, the phone call, I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, I get all the things, the buttons they're pushing. Get the sexy lady lounging and sending him off. And I don't know. It's like everybody against everybody, and I see what they were trying to do. Yeah, the funny thing is, is when he comes into the room, and if you remember this, he's she's out, and he smells the gas in the apartment. He puts the towel on his face so he can right. kind of... But then the phone rings, and he picks the phone up, and he's still talking with the towel in his face, like, hello? <laughs> he's got the towel over his mouth while he talks on the phone. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. Um, okay, so we got Bruce back. I, I had a note here that Bruce looks more like Mickey Dolenz from The Monkees than he does like Bruce Lee. There's oh, something, <laughs> something about his face. Uh, okay, one of my favorite scenes comes up. Jackie does drunken kung fu. Right, there it is. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, I loved it. I just, I didn't expect so what, it. So just to lead up, I mean, basically, Bruce gets a note now from, we've kind of led this whole storyline or mix of storylines up to this point where we're revealing bad guys. We're, we're realizing that not everything is as it seems. A note gets dropped to the, at the temple at Chingwu School to meet with Bruce and someone says, all the note says, I'll meet you in the forest. And then he goes to the forest and there's Jackie. <laughs> that's hilarious um so the note comes in and and we get bruce coming out of the the temple wearing his his it, it kind of reverse yellow and and black tracksuit because it's the zippers in front where when bruce lee had it it was in back so now he's got it's in front i noticed uh, that yeah it's got collars and so it's a little different but uh anyway uh it still pushes the effect he gets a note that says i'll meet you in the forest and then there we go we're in the forest and we see that it's the notes from Jackie. 
we get to the forest and it's not what things seem. So he changed his clothes. He's now wearing a black outfit. Jackie is being weird as hell. He's doing this great like uh, somersault sort of, I don't know, kid stuff. I guess it's meant to be very kung fu. He's doing his thing. Uh, they uh, are moving along and it's time to meet the bad guys. More bad guys wearing black. Uh, knives again. Okay. okay, hold on a sec. Yeah. All right, I think this is this is good. I think you may have fallen victim to something here, okay. which is not you, you and many others. So the print you were the copy you were watching, Bruce and Jackie meet, right? Right. And they begin to they have a fight. So yes. we finally are getting we're going to kind of they're going to finish up their their fight kind of honorably in a sense because they're saying let's finish up what we started in the casino, and so they start going at each other, and again we get this really nice. You know, what if Bruce Lee had fought Jackie Chan? And we see this this stop. So we got that going on. Then what happened for you in this version of the, of the film you saw from that point on? They start fighting. They start to, at one point, they start to realize, wait a minute. They both have this little thumb thing they do with each other where they, like, kind of realize that they both have um, maybe a, a similar connection to each other. Right. Yes, exactly. So, and then what happens for me, just to be clear. Okay, um, good. Yeah, Bruce disappears and we get the, the magic man, the magician. He's okay, the hold on. So Bruce doesn't disappear. You just, you just got, you fell victim to a really bad cut, I think. Okay, okay. At, point, at this point, they have a discussion. I can't remember exactly word for word what it is, but they realize they're on the same page with each other. Jackie goes off to meet uh, somebody that, he, he knows somebody he's, um, I can't remember who it is, somebody that he's involved with. Bruce goes back to his, he gets, um, he gets something from, he gets something from Jackie. It's um, like a piece of the puzzle This with the map. He goes back to his house where the girlfriend is, finds out that this piece he has, it's like a button, goes to one of her, her piece of clothing or something she's got in her closet. He reaches in that piece of clothing and finds this map. He turns to the girl, and now she, his girlfriend, the one that's been his girlfriend the whole movie, and she's got a gun on him. Oh. So she's clearly working for the bad guys. They go out. She He follows her out of the room. She goes out there, and he pleads with her. Did you see none of this? <laughs> no, exactly. And so, when, okay, so like, we go to the forest. Bruce watches Jackie. Um, like I don't even know if they fight much, but he does some pretty wacky stuff. But then he fights the eye patch guy. Yeah, but we haven't even gotten there yet. Okay. See, this is, yeah. This is good. Some people that might be watching your version might be missing this yeah. whole chunk here. Okay. And so there's this whole sequence where Bruce is with the girl, and then one of the bad guys shows up and puts a gun to the head of her father. He's saying, "Give me the map. Give me the map." Now she takes the map, finally gives it to the bad guy. The bad guy pulls the gun out, shoots the the, the daughter. She collapses in Bruce's arms. Jackie shows up, um, ends up chasing the, the guy with the gun out into the forest, and then Bruce will eventually oh. join him. That's about where you pick up, because now Jackie's gone back out into the forest again, where he fights the, yeah. um, no, you got the guys. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the way mine went, uh, Bruce got a note. He goes to the forest, and he finds Jackie. Yeah, anyway, it gets to the point that we it's out of the blue... Jackie's fighting Eye Patch and um, a guy that looks kind of like Bruce Lee, but he's you know he's wearing black and he's got the big hair, but it isn't Bruce. And this is pretty much I think my finale. And the magician guy, so the guy in the red shirt, he does all the weird stuff. He phases in and out of existence and does weird circles around him, and he you know he does a some sort of like magic mirror thing. I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah, I think you missed it probably a good maybe five minutes. Okay. Bruce and Jackie have a little bit of a fight for a little while. Then they then they realize, hey, we're on the same team here. And then that whole sub-story happens with the girl, et cetera. Then they go back out into the forest and where Jackie begins his fight with our bad guy. Right. At which point, you know, he, he Bruce will show up and the yep. two of them will exactly. pair up together. And, yeah, yeah. Take Bruce shows up. Um, the bad guy he gets out his katana. Bruce brings out his nunchaku, and the rest is history. The rest is it. Well, this is where we live up to the title, Bruce versus Jackie to the rescue, because they versed each other, and oh, now they're to the Oh, I see. That's funny. Because, yeah, the other one, Bruce and Jackie. Not really, but yeah, versus and to the rescue. 
Very funny right. bad guy. He was a he was a funny looking guy. Right, and these colors again. If you this film I, again, if you watch the the original Bruce against Superman, there's something about this director and just these bright reds and bright bright blues and yellows and blacks, and he's got a real interesting sort of color palette he likes to work with. It's a little bit you know with the pink smoke in this we have, and um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's the end of this movie is one of those run and fight sequences we talked about when we were doing the uh, Bruce Lang uh, film, um, Little Godfather of Hong Kong, yeah. which is, you know, there's a lot of running and showing up at a different location and fighting and running and showing up at a different location and fighting. Yeah, exactly. Um, big freeze frame, odd ending death. You know, so the dude tries to stab Bruce and it was um, a fistful of dollars. He had something under his shirt, so the guy's knife just broke off. But Bruce gives the face, like, I've been stabbed by the dude, but he wasn't really, I don't know. And then he smi- yeah, and then he smiles. And there was that whole, there's a whole sequence in here where it gets really bizarre, where the guy keeps disappearing and reappearing and disappearing oh, and reappearing. Like, he's got some magical ability to be invisible, and then he's punching them, and they can't, Jackie and Bruce, when they can't see them. And right. It's a pretty bizarre, very hands, ending. Yeah, oh, hands yeah, coming yeah. from underground. It's absolutely that. It's like, it's magic. Yep, it is. Yeah. So, oh, that's but that's that's the story, you know. I mean, that's this. Like I said, there was an interesting dynamic here, which was you know, we see a little. We see also in the movie we haven't done yet called Golden Dragon, Silver Snake, with Dragon Lee pairs up with a a Jackie Chan imitator, and and they have their own you know, similarity to this. Um, but it's it's um, you know that that whole aspect of Bruce and Jackie's worlds colliding is very obscured by this bizarre group of storylines and circumstances and characters that surround it. So I think this, this film, you know, it's definitely had potential. It has its moments, but you got to kind of wade through a lot to get to the, uh, the crazy finale and some of the, the, the fight scenes. I did love the finale, the magic man and Bruce and Jackie fighting him. And, and, you know, they couldn't just have it straight. Like if Bruce and Jackie were just fighting some dude, some Shaolin monk or something. It would be weird. You had to have somebody that was weird and had magical powers or something like that. And it worked. So Bruceisms. <laughs> this one doesn't have a lot, actually. You'd think it would have a ton, uh, but it doesn't. It had the white suit, the black suit, the track suit, the hair, uh, nunchaku. Um, that's almost it. There weren't a lot of cat sounds. There wasn't a lot of the footwork. Well, the only time, the, and again, I think it was in the segment you missed, so in all fairness, is that when he's fighting Jackie, yeah. Jackie's kind of kicking his butt a little bit in the beginning. And at one point, and again, you'd have to remember if it was in your version, but then Bruce kind of shakes it off and then starts doing the Muhammad Ali shuffle, which is a, it's taken right from Way of the Dragon. And when he was fighting Chuck Norris, you know, he's like, okay, I got, I got to loosen up and be Bruce now. And then he starts to kind of get the better of Jackie. Okay. Right when we're done here, I'm going to literally go find another version and watch those. I'm going to send you, I will send you a link to a version. It won't have subtitles, but you can get your way through it and you'll see everything you're missing. It's actually a really nice widescreen print of it, so I'm going to send it to you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, so that's all I had there, (laughs) which is funny because, um, well, this is uh, Tang Lung. I feel like I had a pretty short list last time, but it does sound like he went full on. If he did the Muhammad Ali and all that, so. All right. Well, guys, as we always remind you, we have a phone number. Uh, we have a Twitter. We have an email address. Phone number 424-257-0344. Leave us a message to talk about this episode. Um, I know there are a lot of Bruce versus Jackie fans out there, so let us know what you think, if we missed anything important to you. And maybe what else you'd like to see us do. You can also, of course, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, just message us at, at Screen Mayhem on Twitter or uh, theclonescast.com. Um, uh, I told you guys last week we have a giveaway, and I explained it. Um, it we're going to announce the winner next episode, uh, which is in two weeks from this Sunday. Um, but yeah, uh, tell us your favorite uh, uh, Bruce Lay scene, and we're going to randomly pick someone actually so it doesn't matter if your scene was the best scene because that's pretty damn subjective i'm going to take all the names randomize it out by number and uh 
even if you just said Bruce Lee sucks, you might just win. You just might win the the deadly fingers. So, <laughs> yeah, give it a chance. Um, well, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> Until uh, two weeks from now, when we do our, ne- our next one is actually chosen already. It is Enter the Game of Death, and it's going to yeah. be part of our new series where we do. Yeah. Yeah. Explain that. We're doing what five of these or four? Of well, these? we. I thought what we should do is because there is. Uh, it's you know it's kind of nice once we get into a, a theme of something and we can kind of explore and compare like we did the last time. So. What we're going to do is look at the games of death, nice. and then there we're basically going to focus on three, which we'll do next. We'll do enter the game of death. Okay. Then we have the true game of death, and then we're going to cap those off, which will be goodbye Bruce Lee, his last game of death. Okay. Now, I think at that point we should really cap off. It'll be I think it'll be episode twenty-five, so it'll be perfect. Which is we'll throw in the actual game of death since in many in many cases that is considered the ultimate expensive bruce ploitation film ever made right kareem abdul jabbar baby that's right (laughs) well perfect until next time sir all right buddy get your yellow tracksuit on i'm putting it on right now okay (laughs) (laughs) good night see ya